0: Welcome to the Loan Hunter podcast. I am Heather Hunter Jackson, covering all things real estate and finance in the greater Sacramento area. Whether you are an industry professional, first time homebuyer, or a homeowner looking to learn more, my goal of this podcast is to take the complicated language and conflicting information you find online and make it simple and easy to understand. All right. Hello. Welcome to the Loan Hunter podcast. Today, I'm going to do a quick high-level overview of just really what loan products there are. When you think of home loans, uh, most people hear of there's FHA, there's VA. You don't necessarily hear conventional. Sometimes I you hear Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So I'm just going to do a real quick high level overview. I will do further episodes that break down some of these products specifically a little bit more. But I just want to give you guys a high level, like I said, um, so you kind of understand some of the differences. So the first one I'll start with is, like I said, when you hear Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, those are conventional loans. So under all loan products, you have 30 year fixed, 15 year fixed, sometimes 20 year different terms like that. But when I say conventional, I'm talking Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So when someone's putting down more than 20%, uh, you are usually looking to get into a conventional loan because you won't have mortgage insurance. You can do, if you're a first time home buyer, you can do as little as 3% down on conventional. They tend to be better priced in terms of interest rate, the higher your credit score, the way that they determine an interest rate is way more affected by how much you're putting down your credit score, things like that versus if you're in like FHA or VA loan the rate is not so much affected by your credit score. Also, you will use a conventional loan if you are doing a second home or an investment property. And when I say second home, I mean vacation home. Most of the other FHA, VA type things, those are um, owner occupied only. One thing that people ask about when it's conventional, there is what we call a conforming loan limit, and 726200 is nationally. That's the conforming loan limit everywhere. But then in our greater Sacramento area, we can go up to 763600. If you get down in the Bay Area, you now can go up to a million and still qualify for a conventional home loan. In let's just say in the greater Sac area, once we cross over that 763, we are now in what we call jumbo. Jumbo loans are always at higher dollar amount. And then they start to have more restrictive financing terms. So usually you have to put down more like 20%. There are some products that will allow 10% but you're not going to be putting down like 3% on jumbo products. They usually require you to have at least six months worth of payment left over in the bank after closing. They Sometimes it can even be, a, you know, nine months to a year worth of reserves left over. So they're just more restrictive depending on the loan amounts. Those are the million dollar, $2 million homes that people will use. I will tell you rates are best usually on those through a direct bank. Another episode, I'll cover the difference between the banks and whatnot, like a between a mortgage banker and actual bank like FDIC insured bank and a mortgage broker. But anyway, jumbo loans right now in our current market tend to have a little bit lower rates than the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac conventional type stuff. So also just to note on conventional, when you hear interest rates quoted in the media because they love to like update the Freddie Mac average like once a week because it is published once a week. But that is always a conventional loan that they are quoting. So just know that. Then we get into the government sponsored loans that are insured by the government. So that's your FHA, your VA and your USDA. A common misconception on FHA is that you have to be a first time homebuyer and you do not. That is a minimum three and a half percent down payment. But One of the things with FHA is no matter how much money you're putting down, you have to have their mortgage insurance. So that can be somewhat of a drawback. But one of the benefits to FHA is you can go lower credit score. They will go down to 580, sometimes even lower, though you have to put like 10% down if you're going below 580. It has a more flexible terms, like if you've had a bankruptcy or a foreclosure. You just have a much shorter waiting period than you do in conventional. With conventional, the minimum credit score is usually a 620. So that's where kind of the difference is with the government loans. VA and FHA both allow for actually even no credit score. And believe it or not, I've got a loan going like that right now on VA. Um, Just someone that doesn't believe in using credit, hasn't opened credit since 2019, and he's got no score because eventually when you don't keep applying for credit, then you can lose your score. But VA is very similar in terms of guidelines of FHA in terms of bankruptcy, minimum credit score type requirements. But the key thing with VA is you have to be a veteran to use it. So VA is 100% financing. So 100% financing for the veteran or the veteran and their spouse. If a veteran is buying and they are not married and they want to have someone come on, maybe it's a fiance or just, again, a co they now are required to have a certain amount of down payment. And I believe that ends up being, it's somewhere between 10 to 20% down versus 100%. And a lot of people using VA want to do it because it's 100% financing. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But VA rates, FHA rates do tend to be a little bit better right now than conventional rates. So that is not something that's always the case. It just depends. Kind of one of their weird quirks is they do require a pest inspection. But nowadays, we do have a certain form where the pest inspector can tell us whether there's any active infestation. And that's all we need. We don't have to provide the full report anymore. And so that is a benefit because sometimes sellers have not wanted to take a VA loan because of the pest work that they may have to do. Also, there's been a bad rap that has really improved recently in the last few years that appraisers, they do technically get 10 business days on a VA to perform the appraisal. Most of them move pretty fast. They don't take that full time. But um, some, you know, there's a few that will take their full sweet time. So that can be annoying. And a lot of people say they can't do a VA loan in less than 30 days. And that's just crap. You can do a VA loan. I've done them in 18 to 20 days. So that's really lender dependent. And then the other government one is a USDA loan. So um, that is designated essentially for rural areas. So it has to we have to go to USDA's map, see where like if the home qualifies and that's again, it's going to be in a rural area. Um, They do allow up to 100% financing, but that one also has income limits. And so every county is different. It's all based on household size. They do account for everyone in the household that is earning income. That one's a little more tricky. I don't do as much of it. Because again, being in the greater Sacramento area, I don't work too much on the outskirts that a rural, but I have come across it a few times. A couple other just random ones I'll mention real quick. Reverse mortgage has become huge with our baby boomer population. And reverse mortgages, most of them are done actually it's FHA that does ensure a good portion of them. And so you're generally dealing with a requirement of being, you know, over 60, 62, though now they have certain, there are certain products that actually will allow you to take a reverse as low as 55. But you got to have a lot of equity. You know, you can have no payment, or you could set it up to where it actually pays you monthly. So there's a whole lot of options. I'll do a whole episode on reverse by itself. There's also what we call in our space, non QM or non qualified mortgage. That just means it's not a traditional loan. But these are loans that are your bank statement loans for self employed. So maybe I'm providing 12 or 24 months bank statements for a self-employed person, because a lot of self-employed people don't show enough income on their tax returns because they really write things off to write off their expenses and reduce their tax basis, which just really hurts them when they go to get a home loan. They There are loans available through us bank statements. And generally though, with those loans, you have to do at least 10% down in most cases. You probably want more like 20%. The rates are higher than your traditional rate, but they do allow you to get into a home, which is great. There's also products, I should say, that it just looks at the rent versus the mortgage payment. So, you don't have to provide any income documentation for the borrower. It just your credit qualifying, and we're just strictly looking at how much the rent on the property is going to bring in versus how much the mortgage payment is. And that's how we determine the rate and qualification. So pretty cool product. I've done a few of those. It's really good for certain borrowers. And the last one, and I'll do a separate episode on this one as well, it's really popular right now is home equity lines of credit. A lot of people are tapping into their equity while these rates are higher, you don't want to refinance out of that, you know, Two and a half, three 3% rate you might have. So a lot of people are looking to take what we call a second or home equity line of credit. It works somewhat similar to a credit card, but um, allows people to tap into their equity without, again, having to take a whole higher rate for the cash out they want to pull to do home improvement or maybe to pay off some credit cards and stuff. So I'll do a whole episode on home equity lines to really help you understand how those work. But in a nutshell, Those are the most common products out there. And like I said, you can do a 30-year fix, 15-year fix, 20-year, 10-year. There's also what we call ARMS, adjustable rate mortgages, where it's fixed for five years or seven years, 10 years, and then the rate becomes adjustable. We no longer have subprime mortgages, which were basically the time I started in the business about 2003, 2004 to you know, 07, 08 is when we had subprime and the industry learned its lesson. I don't think you'll see those products come back for probably ever. But you know, history always has a way of repeating itself. So I'm sure in some fashion, it'll come back and you know, maybe 50 years or something, people now have to really qualify for our loans. So um, that's why we have a healthier housing industry, which is great. And like I said, I will go into a deeper dive on these different products on different episodes. So just let me know what questions you have on them. And I'd be happy to answer them in that episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Lone Hunter podcast. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Also, please leave me a review, good or bad, because I like honest feedback and always like to improve. Thank you so much for sharing and see you on the next episode. The Loan Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Heather Hunter, NMLS number 129963, DRE number 01402583. Empire Home Loan Supports Equal Housing Opportunity, NMLS number 1839243.